In this episode of Putting Attention to Intention, we talk about how we create these little isolated cocoons, thinking that we're protecting ourselves when in actuality, we're missing out on one of life's greatest gifts, that of human connection. If you're choosing to battle something on your own because it's easier that way, or find that you twitch when your phone isn't in your hand, this episode is for you. We talk about the spiral effect that comes from one interaction and share some great thought starters on the power of your tribe. Guess what? You already have them. Join me now. Welcome to our community, friends. I am thrilled that you have found your way here. If you're feeling frustrated, unfulfilled, as if you're just going through the motions of life, you have made your way to the right place. My name is Megan Miller, cultural warrior who is intrinsically curious with a passion for purposeful community and someone who at one point was sleepwalking my way through life. Together, we will share small, practical steps that will help you maximize how you show up in the world to create a life that you're passionate about. Welcome to Putting Attention to Intention. I remember when we first moved into our house and vividly, I can remember being annoyed because our neighbors wanted to get to know us. They had left gifts by the door. They were swinging by to say hello. And there would be times, and I can't, <laughs> I can't even believe I'm admitting this, where I would pretend that I wouldn't hear the doorbell so I wouldn't have to talk. I had become so safe and happy in my little cocoon that turning off the outside world had become something that I wasn't even aware I was doing. There would be times where I would maybe see someone at the grocery store and I would think, oh God, oh God, don't, don't see me. Don't see me. Like it just became sort of safe to just kind of hide and live in my own world. And it wasn't always like that. I reflect back on my life and, and I grew up in suburban America where you would leave your screen doors open. The kids would come running in and out of each other's houses. Uh, your, you know, your neighborhood was your playground. And I loved that. And, you know, growing up through school, middle school, high school, I was the social butterfly. It was think of Friday night lights. <laughs> that, that was the area I grew up. And Friday nights, we would be walking around the football field. I would be yucking it up and, and just having the time of my life. So when, you know, it got me thinking, when, when and how did this change? And there's two main things that forced me into this sort of cocoon of, of solidarity and, and going through life alone. And the first was this protection that it gave me. In my mind, it was safer for me not to share these 
true struggles that I was going through. Just keep the conversations on surface level and allow myself to go to those dark, lonely corners of my world alone. It was my protection. And I, you know, now I can look back and I think, God, you know, how lonely I made my world seem. And it didn't have to be that way. I went through a lot of shit alone. I went through depression. I struggled with really deep self-worth issues. I had an abortion all by myself because in my mind, it was just easier that way. And as time progressed, it just became easier and easier to sink into this lonely, dark world that I created. So that that was the first thing that kept me in this cocoon. And then the second thing is, you know, as I as I tried to climb out of sort of these dark moments and and come back into the world again, it became a focus of mine, sort of this self-absorption, if you will, where I really shut off for the for the most part, the outside world to focus on what did I want to get? What did I want to achieve? What did I think was going to make me happy? And I have to tell you, I had it all wrong. Dr. Lori Santos, I love her work. Check check her out if you've never heard of her. She has a podcast called The Happiness Lab. And she's a Yale professor who created this course at the university called The Science of Well-Being. And it's the most popular course in the university's, what, 300 year history. So so really talk about seeing where we have an opportunity to teach our kids what's important. Thank you, Dr. Lori Santos. You know, the the course is really centered around uh, these sort of challenges that the students are given, and it'll teach them how to increase their happiness and build productive habits. Love it. So she had this episode uh, that she did a podcast episode with Jay Shetty, and it just struck me to my core. She talks about how we're socialized to think that it's money. It's it's the social status. That's what's going to fulfill you when in actuality, it's the quality of our relationships and connection. After you make over X number of dollars a year, and I, I think at that time she said like the the median to sustain your life and be happy. I want to say it was like seventy five thousand dollars or or something like this, and that was a couple of years ago. And that that twenty thousand dollar raise that you work your ass off for and think that that's it, that's going to make you happy. You're going to afford the nicer wine, you're going to get the nicer car, you're, that's going to do it. That 20K, that's not going to give you the fulfillment that you're looking for. What will is making the time to get off the screen and truly connect with those in your life. My friends, I ask you, how are you building your own cocoon? How are you having those same conversations with yourself that I did? that it's easier to just go through this battle alone, that if I only hit X, 
then I'll start to feel better. And then everything else will fall back into place. It's only when I met Michael and I allowed my walls to crumble down, did I realize what I was truly missing out on in life. And that was connection. And it was all around me. I had a tribe around me. We all have our own tribe around us. And this tribe was here way before Michael came into my life. It's, it's always been there. I was just too blind to see it. A huge area of opportunity for me has been to ask for help. I've always believed that I can do it on my own. Even when people would ask me for help, my knee-jerk reaction is, no, no, I got it. Always, always. And as I began this journey of allowing these walls to crumble, this, this armor, to let this armor down, I began to dip my toe in asking those around me for help. And it's amazing who showed up in my life. And guess what, guys? They were always there. My friends, whatever you are struggling with, you have a tribe around you, whether you can see it or not, this tribe will step up for you. They will support you and they want to see you succeed. And listen, you, it doesn't need to be a big ask. One of my first asks from a friend of mine was to see if he would take a look at my resume. That's it. It was that simple. Not only did he look at my resume, he called me afterward to go through it word for word. And he spent the weekend helping me craft intro emails. You have this person. You have these people. Dan Harris has this book. It's called uh, 10% Happier. He's that, I don't know if you remember him. He's that news anchor that he had the panic attack on air. He actually has a podcast too. I've never listened to it called 10% Happier, but, but the book's good. And in this book, he talks about his journey to really finding how to be happy. You know, he has this panic attack on air and he thinks, is this really life? So he sets out on this pursuit to really figure out what, what will make him happy. And in one part of it, he talks about you know, through this journey, he realized that he was always on his phone. He was always connected. Texting in taxis and the line at Starbucks in the elevator. If he got a signal, any spare moment he had, he was consumed with his phone. And and that to me was like a praise be moment, because how true is that in all of our lives? I remember the first time that on my iPhone, I could see how long I was on the phone. I don't know what they call that. And I was like, they, this shit is wrong. There's no way I was on this phone this long. It's just amazing how mindless the interaction can be. And it really takes you out of these moments of true connection in your life. So I ask you to rise up, take a look around. We're all so nose deep in the phone. I mean, gosh. There's been people hit by cars because they were crossing a crosswalk and they were too knee deep in their phone. 
And if you can't notice a 30 mile per hour car coming your way, what else are you missing out on? This past week, I was in the, uh, the county clerk's office and I had to wait to get what I needed. And I left my phone in the car and I could catch myself getting fidgety, getting agita. And wouldn't you know, I was forced to have a conversation with the woman beside me. And while it was a quick five minute conversation, I noticed that as I left that office, I was smiling. Now, how how often does that happen in your day where you have a moment to connect with someone and you just let it pass by because you're busy being consumed by the distraction of your phone or your own thoughts? So after reading that comment from Dan Harris, it's really been a focus of mine to intentionally put down the phone and connect with those around me. And it's amazing how recharged I feel. And listen, don't get it twisted. Some days are better than others. I'm human just like everyone else. But when I allow myself to to be intentional for that day, it's amazing what, what just shows up. So for example, the other day, Jenny, she is our overweight three tooth six chin beagle basset mix. Uh, she's a rescue. I call her Jenny from the block. And she has what she had what I like to call a spa day. So she went to the groomers. And as I dropped her off, I took the time. I left my phone in the car and I took the time to ask the dog groomer about her dog. And we bonded over another dog they had that they were grooming. And he was just so handsome. And we all had a moment. And as I walked out, she opened the door for me and she gave me one of those just most authentic, biggest, heartfelt smiles. And I caught myself smiling too. And after that, while I was still on my high, I went to uh, get TSA pre-check at the AAA office. And I took the time to ask the gentleman that was checking me in about his day. And I found out that within 10 minutes, it's amazing what people will share with you, where he was from, what brought him to the area. And we laughed and, and laughed and laughed. And I and as I left, I turned back and saw that he was smiling. And so did I. And as he was telling me about his journey to how we got to where he is. I thought that it was just such a relevant story to share with my stepdaughter. They were around the same age, navigating through the transition into corporate America and what that looks like. And so I called her and we had a great conversation about navigating through the journey of life and finding your calling. Do you think any of that would have happened if I had my phone while I was in with the dog groomer, if I didn't take the second to ask her about her dog and, and just connect. It's amazing the springboard effect that can come from one smile, one interaction, one, hi, how are you? My friends, that is your action item this week. 
be aware of how you and your phone are disconnecting you from true connection in your life. Are you choosing to battle something on your own because it's easier that way? Are you hiding in your own cocoon like I was for so many years? The task is simple. Put the phone down. When you're going through your daily adulthood tasks of going to the grocery store, the post office, the dog groomer, getting on your next Zoom video call, before you just get right into business, take a moment, put down the phone, look at the person in front of you or through the screen and and just smile and say, how are you? It'll be amazing what will springboard and what will open up in your life because of it. Thank you for taking the time to be here. And most importantly, for taking the first step in investing in yourself. If you liked what you heard, please do share with your tribe. I'm a huge believer in the power of sharing content, especially when that message is around putting power back into your own life. I would love to hear from you all. If this episode meant something to you, or you'd like to share something with your community, please do reach out to me on Instagram, megan.b.miller. Also, if you feel inclined, please comment and rate the podcast. It does make a difference in sharing our community. Till next time, carry on with intention.